Week one of the Arkansas High School football playoffs is in the books. We're heading into week two with Fayetteville, Bentonville, and Greenwood joining the party. We break it down next on Prep Rally. You're listening to the Prep Rally Podcast. Now here's your host, Graham Thomas. Welcome to the Prep Rally Podcast, sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn. Graham Thomas here with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I'm joined in studio with Rick Fires, Democrat Gazette sports reporting legend, and then the other legend, <laughs> Leland Barclay in the River Valley. And guys, we made it through week one of the high school football playoffs, and several of our Northwest Arkansas River Valley teams, mm-hmm. or some of them traveled a long way to get to where they were, I might add. Um, some of them won, some of them lost, and we're going we're gonna to dive right into last week's results, just uh, starting off right here up in Northwest Arkansas. And, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> you know, you expect the unexpected in the playoffs, Rick fires, we only have to win one time. And, you know, when you looked at the, the Bentonville West and Fort Smith North side matchup on paper, you had a team that was two and eight against a team that was seven and three and thought, Oh, well, this isn't going to be a good game, but that's exactly what it turned out to be. It was a really good game. Bentonville West, uh, hangs on for a 38-35 victory and advances on in the playoffs. Great effort by Fort Smith Northside. No, they made, you know, Coach Curry said they made a lot of mistakes in the game, but, um, you know, they, it was a ball game and they had a chance to win it. Um, I'm not a big fan of first round with the bides. Like you uh, you said earlier, uh, the big team, the big boys fixing to join the party. There's a lot of lopsided um, um, games. I saw one where uh, Elkins and um, – Clinton, uh, but man, that was that was an outstanding effort uh, uh, by Fort Smith Northside. Came in with only two wins. They gave Bentonville West all they wanted. Bentonville West, you know, coming off the you know the, another loss to their rivals, um, Bentonville High, but they were able to uh, get out there in front and just hang on. And now they're advancing. So good for the Wolverines. Now, I mean, I, Leland, I, I know you know is is a River Valley guy. I know it, it probably did. Did your heart well to see Northside with a really good effort Friday night? Well, that, and I wasn't surprised. I mean, it's, you know, we know what the Central, the 7A Central is and what they've done the last six years. Uh, So the fact that Northside was able to go up there and play a very competitive game didn't surprise me at all, really. Um, You you know, I mean, I I look at this game and get this, McLean, you know, I love the stats and looking at things and, McLean Moody and Dalton Rice, the two quarterbacks, threw a combined 89 passes in the game and no interceptions. Well, how about that? That's a statistical anomaly, I think. Uh, you know, you do it enough times, you're bound to throw one. But uh, great job by those guys. And um, McLean Moody is just a junior, is he not? That's correct. You All know, right. Obviously, everybody knows about his arm from baseball. But it's pretty good in football, too. 477 yards passing, four touchdowns. He was 35 of 53. Uh, Cam Massey, also just a junior, 12 catches for 208 yards and two touchdowns. And that's going to be one of the dynamic duos in the state to watch next year. I mean, it was this year, but next year it's really going to be fun to keep an eye on those two guys. And then JT Thomas, a freshman, who uh, was kind of elevated to the varsity this year. He caught five passes and a touchdown, and he may be the fastest. You know, we love talking about Damari Smith and 
JT Thomas may be the fastest to ever come through Fort Smith. Now, even though Northside now eliminated, I would think uh, a coach can and say, hey, this is a springboard, guys. You're going into the off season, you're going into the spring, you're going into summer. So look what we're capable of doing. We got these core guys uh, to build on. And you just add some more uh, Grizzlies into the mix. And, and even though they lost, but they gave a great effort. So I think this is something they can build on toward next year. I agree. Well, and uh, go ahead, Leland. Well, especially when we don't know where they're going to be placed next year yet either at this point. I mean, they may be coming back to the West. Yes. Yeah. You know, Come so it's – uh, and, you know, they started at one time on defense this year five sophomores. So, like you said, Rick, they've got a lot to build on and a great springboard into building on that off of this game, even though it was a loss. And, you know, congrats to Bentonville West. We'll talk more a little bit about their matchup this week. But, you know, you win in advance and it only gets harder from here. So uh, the Rogers Mounties with a with a route over uh, North Little Rock, and we thought um, there would be a close game. We thought it would be a close game. Uh, Rogers uh, really came to play ball, and right off the bat, so uh, you know they win in advance. And you know other games up here in Northwest Arkansas. So I was at Shiloh Christian and saw them get out to a 50, 58 to zero lead on Hot Springs. Wasn't really expecting that, but that's what happened. So the, the Saints roll in their first round, and they're heading off to Northeast Arkansas this week. The the game that you predicted, Rick, in and, and Prep Rally Live, uh, you predicted a Camden-Fairview win over Farmington. That's exactly what happened. So the, the 5A West number one seed is out uh, to the number four seed. You know, Rick, you already mentioned Elkins wins wins big over Clinton. Uh, grab it with a big win uh, over um, uh, Stuttgart. And... Then, you know, that kind of leads us to, you know, in the River Valley. But before we can actually get to the games in the River Valley, we've got to talk about the the win that Fort Smith Southside had at Jonesboro. I mean, shoot, they they went from one end of the state to the other and had a, had a, a great ball game. And the, the Mavericks are going to now that now they got ahead to Fayetteville. But Leland, uh, what did you learn about that one with Southside and Jonesboro? Well, it was kind of the, uh, you know, modus operandi for, uh, you know, Southside, 58 Ooh. rushing attempts for 393 wow. yards. Uh, Amari Tucker, 166 yards. Isaac Gregory, 126 yards. And then Carter Zimmerman, Zimmerman, the quarterback, eight carries for 84 yards and three touchdowns rushing, plus he threw a touchdown pass. And Southside, Devin Huggins returned an interception for a touchdown. So contributions all over the place. And, uh, you know, that's what it takes in the playoffs, especially going on the road against a, um, you know, a, a, a really good Jonesboro team. So big win for Southside. And uh, it's going to give them uh, a springboard into Friday night's game against Fayetteville. Yep, and we'll look forward to Rick and I are gonna go to go to that one and and see in person. Now, sometimes when you get on a springboard, I've been on it. Maybe I was a little overweight instead of springing. I just went straight down. So I'm not saying anything, <laughs> but we'll see how that turns out. Uh, you know, we got to talk about Van Buren. They they yes. also went clear across the state and hung what 55 points on West Memphis or whatever it was. And um, I kind of felt like that was going to happen. I just you know and. Um, nothing against those six A East teams, but they went zero for four last week, and I just figured Van Buren would be a, a little bit difficult for them to stop. 
Yeah, I, you know, it was uh, West Memphis kicked a field goal in the first quarter, went up three to nothing. Uh, and then Van Buren got a defensive stop and blocked a punt. And that just opened the floodgates, 27 points in the second quarter, uh, two more touchdowns in the third quarter and one going away, 55 to 32. Van Buren was able to, in this balance, you know, all the coaches, you know, love to talk about balance. Van Buren rushed for 200 yards. Uh, through for 363, four touchdowns rushing, four touchdowns passing, uh, you know, great balance for them. And uh, again, we'll talk about that springboard into their second round game as well. Yeah. Well, and Bryce Perkins, I should note, was our uh, Northwest Arkansas River Valley Player of the Week this week. Um, Leland, you were at Ozark uh, to see two of our local teams, Lamar at Ozark and uh the final score was 35 to 20, right? Uh, Ozarks or sorry, Lamar scored on the very last play or otherwise it was a little more lopsided than that, but the hillbillies get the job done. Very good defensive effort by Ozark. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the, they got seven turnovers, um, three interceptions. They picked off three passes. They recovered two fumbles and two defensive stops on fourth down, which is the equivalent of a turnover. In fact, most a lot of times we call it a turnover on downs. But what a uh, what a great defensive performance to hold um, Lamar to 282 yards rushing, which even that is a little bit deceiving. They had 90 yards on their last drive, which included an 82-yard touchdown run. So less than 200 yards rushing during the uh, – I guess the the bulk of the game yeah, for, for, for Ozark's defense game, yeah. plus those turnovers. That I mean, that, honestly, that is a good job. I mean, you know, Lamar can really move the football, and you know they they busted one there late. So uh, other games down in the River Valley last week, uh, you know, Boonville, Dax Goff uh, rewriting the record books over Ooh. there. Um, you know, they he hit he hit some milestones. If I remember Harold's story correctly. He hit some milestones they expected him to hit last week and then went above and beyond and hit some more they weren't expecting. I think maybe the touchdowns or something like that. And um, so he he had a good night. And then over in Charleston, Reese Marechka with a another big rushing performance. I think he had six total touchdowns. And that gives him 13 for the last two weeks. So... I mean, you know, the the stars are starting to come out here in the playoffs for these two teams. Yeah, coaches love to talk about, uh, you know, riding uh, riding the horses. And uh, in fact, uh, Ricky May made the comment. I guess it was two weeks ago. Um, Reese Mariska was telling him in the second half. Of course, he'd played a lot of defense that game too, and he told him his back was hurting him a little bit. And he said, "Well, no wonder you're getting your back's hurting because you've been carrying us." <laughs> well, and then I, you know about Dax Goff. I mean, we've we've been talking about that kid all year, and you know he, um, if Boonville gets where they want to go, it's going to be on the the shoulders and legs of Dax Goff. Well, and I understand that they keep thinking that they're going to get their fullback Rylan Ray back, which. Um, you know that would boy that would be a big big boost uh, for them because it's going to get it's going to get it's going to start to get tough and it's going to get real tough for Charleston on Friday night too. So it's um, you know it's that it's that time in November. 
Hey, Leland, uh, you're, you're the uh, uh, high school historian in Arkansas, and I've been around a, a long time, but I can't think of very many high school athletes who have done more for their school than Dax Golf. If you ever do a list of the 10, 20, 40 most productive high, you know, without regard to what they did in college or maybe some of them went to the pro, but this kid has done a little bit everything for for the Boomville Bearcats his whole career. And I know the, the record list is long and long. And to me, he is just a, when you put up a sign, Arkansas High School football, boom, I put Dax Golf right on there. Yeah, and you're right. Uh, sure, he has the, the statistics to back it, but just going by, I mean, just talking about maybe the perception of what a player is and what a player does for his yeah. school and his town and his community, uh, you're right. He he is probably in the top 10 of all time as far as just the the impact they make on and off the field absolutely uh for a community and a school because you're right um you know we keep thinking that we'll never see you know we we get to cover some of these guys and and we've all been doing it a long time and we think boy we'll never see another one like him or we'll never see another one like that and then a guy like dax golf comes along that just is is amazing i mean he's a catcher in baseball yes he 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 helped out with the track team last year just kind of walked out there and did a couple of things and and automatically, you know, did well. But you're you're exactly right. He's he's on another level. Well, he's special. I mean, kids like that are special. They're fun to watch, and mm-hmm. you know, I I consider it a privilege to get to just even see a little bit of their careers whenever they they roll through. You know, whatever game you're you know we're covering, and you know, certainly you know Rick, when when we go watch Fayetteville play on Friday night, we'll we'll say the same about Drake Lindsay and and the job he's doing and. You know, Leland would say the same about Reese Marechka at Charleston. And, you know, every, you know, we'll get to this point of the season, just about everybody has a kid that's that's kind of special. That's what's always uh, uh, fun to me. Um, I'll be watching a game, NFL, and, and uh, 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 my cousin said, oh, man, yeah, I, I've heard of that guy before. I said, man, Scotty, dude, I've watched him play on Friday nights for four years. <laughs> Go out, oh, oh, he's from there? He's from Arkansas? Yes, you know, instead of sitting down on the couch and stuff your face with uh, marshmallows on a Friday night and watching Netflix, get out there and watch some of these kids before they become stars. Yeah. Well, and it's so funny, too, because we kind of get spoiled. You know, uh, you walk into the press box at Boonville and, uh, you know, have a conversation with Dax Goff's dad. Yeah. Uh, and then go to Charleston, go down on the field before the game and, you know, just to kind of soak in the moment. And uh, I end up having a conversation with uh, Reese Mariska's granddad, who played at Van Buren. Uh, so it's just uh, it's uh, we're very blessed to be able to do what we do. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll take a look at the teams that are left and this week's playoff games. You're watching Prep Rally. Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a Digital Plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20-plus issues of Hogs Illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. 
That's subscribe.wehco.com. Or call 479-684-5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go Hogs! Welcome back to Prep Rally, sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn, Graham Thomas, Rick Fires in Fayetteville, Arkansas, joined by Leland Barclay in the River Valley. And guys, so, you know, we're, we're down to the, the final eight in Class 7A. And uh, so we'll just kind of start right there. And uh, it's second round of the high school playoffs. So uh, as we mentioned before, Fort Smith Southside will be playing at Fayetteville. Cabot will be at Bentonville. Rogers will have to travel to Bryant and Bentonville West will start at Con will will play at Conway. Um the way this is kind of shaping up is the winners of the Southside Fayetteville game play the winners of the West Conway and <clears throat> Cabot Bentonville and Rogers Bryant are matched up with each other. So we'll start up here in Fayetteville. Um, you know, the the intriguing game for me is, is the Southside Fayetteville game. I expect to see a lot of points scored on both sides. And, and if you know, if you're Fort Smith Southside, you're kind of thinking, man, all we got to do is win by one in this one. If they can figure out a way to score enough points, you know, I mean, we've kind of been talking about, don't count the, the Mavericks out in this one, just because they're, they're on the road at Fayetteville, they can score points. And when you can score points, that gives you a chance. Yeah, you know, if you talk to Coach Kim Dameron at Southside, he'll tell you that, uh, and, and we can look at it, you know, look at their season. The only game that they weren't competitive in was against Bentonville, and Bentonville was just that much better than Southside. They were competitive in every other game. You know, they lost a close game to Rogers early. They tied it late, gave up the, the long touchdown. Uh, the Bentonville West game was a field goal. And the Fayetteville game was closer, too, than uh, probably the score indicates. So, um, you know, Southside thinks they have a shot against Fayetteville. And that's, uh, you know, that's a – and obviously winning uh, and going on the road and winning last week, they're going to go into that game with a lot of confidence on Friday night. Well, Rick, we'll see what Fayetteville looks like after having had a week off. You know, they were they were rolling pretty good, and all of a sudden they had a week, you know. So um, – I was talking to uh, Coach Casey Dick, and I asked him something. I said, man, you preferred a week off? or you were?" He said, you can see it both ways, but they had a couple of kids banging up. And and this, you know, we see a lot of these uh, rematches in Class 7A. There's a limited number of teams there. And we've seen it 40, 80, 100 times where the team that wins in the regular season loses in the playoffs. Um, Southside scored some points. I can't remember exactly what it was, maybe 42-28 or something like that the first time they played. But Southside, they got that ground game. And um, even though um, Fable's been pretty good on, on the interior and defense, uh, that's a challenge right there. So, uh, uh, man, they, that could really go either way. Uh, but, man, um, that that is a great – sometimes I don't like to see rematches, but that is a good rematch right there. Well, and one of the things I've been thinking about, too, if you think about the, the games that Fayetteville's won, when they beat Rodgers, when they beat Bentonville, neither Rodgers or Bentonville was really able to run the ball effectively on Fayetteville. That's right. Southside was. Yeah. So, that you know, that, that's a little bit of a difference, and I think a lot of that goes back to Southside's big offensive line. Absolutely. Well – that and I've I've always thought that rematches favor the team that lost the first time because they can go back and look at things 
and and see what didn't work and change things. It's hard for the team that won that first matchup to change things because, well, it was successful and they won. Mm. Now, Fayetteville's a very good team, so it's also there's that theory of, you right. know, they beat them once, they can beat them again. Well, and but I do think I do think that rematches a lot of times somewhat favors, uh, you know, that team that lost the first game because especially if you go back, I think it was 1995, Southside beat Jonesboro 54 to six in the first game of the regular season. They also met in the first round of the playoffs at Southside and Jonesboro won. That was after losing 54 to six in the regular season. Now, granted it was, you know, 10 weeks later, but you know, strange things, a lot of things happen in the playoffs. Yeah. Leland psychologically said, Oh my God, we whipped those boys. We got to play them again. Oh, that's nothing. And I remember I I was there at that game. I'm glad you remember what year it was. And Jonesboro came all the way over here and beat him on this. uh, I don't know if it was Zach Painter or the brother Zane Painter or one of those guys. And, and they just beat him. I mean, it wasn't a fluke. They beat him on the field, and Coach Lunny admitted it. Well, and so, you know, the the other game that's matched up with that one is going to be Bentonville West at Conway. And, Woo. you know, it's a tough assignment for Bentonville West, but it's not impossible. Uh, you know, Conway looked a little vulnerable the last half against Bryant. And, you know, Coach Pratt over Bentonville West, he's a good coach. They're going to they're gonna figure something out that works for them. And going up against Coach James, and uh, so uh, I'm excited to see how that one turns out. Then on the other side, you know, you got Bentonville up here who had a week off after earning the number two seed, and they're going to host a Cabot team. And the last time, you know, that we saw Cabot up here was against Fayetteville. Didn't look real good, but I bet they're a lot better now. Didn't Cabot come up here and beat Bentonville a year or two ago? Um, is that right? They lost to they lost to Bentonville fifteen to thirteen in a real slobber okay. knocker in the semifinals last year at Bentonville. Slobber knocker, man! I like a young boy right there. Uh, using like some of our old guys right there. Old I like, slobber knocker. I, I like that, that you're calling me young. Yeah, well, you're so, younger than me, that's for sure. <laughs> so you know, Cabot has to make the trip up to Bentonville, and you know, again, uh, Cabot looked really good against Harbor, and it looks like they kind of put things together. Uh, the night Rick and I saw him against Fayetteville was a, was a tough night for the Panthers, but yep. Scott Reed's a good coach. And then, well, and I think they've made a change at quarterback too, which I think might make a difference as well uh, very recently. So that's – it's I don't want to say it's a whole different team, but, you know, that kind of changes yeah, uh, the dynamic a little yeah. bit. So well, they're going to be able to throw it a little bit more, I think, and uh, they've, they've gone with the youngster. And, you know, their punter um, – he was invited. I guess he's going to be playing in the All-American mm-hmm. game in San Antonio in January. Yeah, you know, what's funny about um, that is it was their special team. It was Cabot's special teams unit that let them down against Fayetteville, which put them in a really big hole. We were looking forward to watching yeah. the punter, and they couldn't they, 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 they couldn't even get it. They, they couldn't, couldn't snap it to yeah. him. But once they finally were able to get that, it was fix, about forty-five yard, sixty yards, and and he punt. and he hangs them Boom. up. We we don't spend a lot of time talking about punters, but he's the real <laughs> yeah. deal. He is the real deal. I think he's I think he's had a seventy-nine yarder this year. Yeah, I mean wow. he can. The, the big thing with him is he can hang them up there. Like yeah. I mean, they just you know they never come down. I'm standing on sideline, and you know, a lot of times <laughs> at high school, I say, yeah, okay, went thirty-five, went four, and then when I saw it, it was just like a boom off his foot. I was like, holy, holy. Yeah. 
So uh, the other game, you know, the, the winner of the Cabot-Bentonville game will will have to face the winner of the Rogers-Bryant game. And, you know, for the Mounties, I mean, this is a tough draw. This is a lot of people believe maybe the number one team in the state. You know, certainly they were the, the number one seed out of the 7A Central. And so the Rogers-Mounties have a tough assignment going to Bryant. But again, you know, the Mounties can score points when they're really feeling in the mood. And, you know, that's got to be uh, – give them, you know, some some optimism heading down to this one. I mean, they know it's a tough assignment. Well, one thing uh, with the boys back in uh, East Arkansas said, uh, Arkansas said, they ain't scared. They ain't scared. So if you ain't scared when you go down there, if you're ready to – you know, they may eventually um, uh, take you down. But if, if you get off the uh, uh, bus thinking you're going to get beat, but these uh, Rogers Mountain, I've seen them enough, and they ain't scared. Yeah. So th- that kind of is the, the the slate of the seven A games we're keeping an eye on for six A. Uh, Van Buren is going to be at Little Rock Christian, so you know I just keep looking at that Van Buren helmet over by your head there, Leland, and thinking, man, what a great win they had at West Memphis. But man, they've got to go to Little Rock Christian, and Little Rock Christian's had a week to stew over their performance at Greenwood, and um, I and, you know another another tough assignment for for Van Buren already played Little Rock Christian one time and got hammered pretty good uh, in that matchup. So, Yeah, Little Rock Christian won that one 58-3. Now, Bryce Perkins did not play in that game, and they had a couple other starters that they kind of held out of that game because they knew they had – that was week eight. So they knew they had a couple of games coming up that they needed to win or at least one of them to get into the playoffs. So they kind of held a couple out that maybe could have played – uh, but, uh, you know, getting ready for that stretch run. So now it's hard to make up a difference of 58 to three, but obviously it's been done before. Yeah. Well, you know, you just, you, maybe they get that, they hear that Jonesboro South side story and get a little, uh, inspiration out of that. I, if I were coach Henry, I might, might have uh coach Lunny come speak at the team meal on Thursday night mm-hmm. or something to that way he can relive one of his, uh, you know, probably not one of his finer moments. Um, Anyway, uh, Mountain Home is going to head to Greenwood and, you know, enjoy the ride, man. Uh, well, and, <laughs> you know, Greenwood has just been clicking all year. And, um, I think everybody would expect them to, to handle Mountain Home. Uh, you know, I mean, it's been a good year for Mountain Home. Yeah, they, sure they've has. won yep. five games, I think, and, and done a nice job. Uh, but that, you know, it's a tough assignment, uh, heading to Greenwood on, uh, Friday night. Uh, Shiloh Christian is headed over to Jonesboro to Valley View to play a really good Valley View team. But I tell you what, I mean, having seen the Saints last week, I mean, they can really, they can really go. They've got, they just run their offense a lot like watching Greenwood. Actually, they just, they just don't make mistakes. Yeah, but people got to realize that. Um, I remember staying at Prairie Grove one year and they were uh, hosting Valley View. Said Valley View, where's Valley View at? When they found out, yeah. Valley View is a suburb of Jonesboro, the growing community. They haven't had a football that long. Well, I don't know. Let, let, let me tell you about that actually. Yeah. So when I was working at you the Jones, there, when yeah. I was working at the Jonesboro Sun, um, I got and I got sent out to uh, a junior high football game out at Valley View. This is before the stadium was even finished out there, before they had their hmm. turf, before they even had a press box. They had rolled out one of those scissor lifts behind the the stands. And or behind the makeshift bleachers out there, and that's where we sat. Was on that little <laughs> deal out there. How long ago was this? This was 
this had to have been back in 2004. Okay. That's when I Not started. That that's the, the year I started the Jonesboro Sun. But, um, you know, and that was just junior high football. And, I, you know, they've just come leaps and bounds out yes. there. Uh, you know, Valley View is probably best known for being such a, a strong volleyball, volleyball school. Yep. But they've been really good in baseball. They've they've won. Uh, they've been successful in girls basketball. basketball yeah. I mean, it's a it's a really just a tremendous little community out there. And I say little, it's growing like like crazy. Yeah. And so, um, so you covered a game from a scissor lift. I did. That's uh, you know, um, I I, I can't wow. even imagine. You, you got me beat there. <laughs> Well, it, it was a big scissor lift too, and I don't even know what I was thinking even getting on that thing. But um, so anyway, Shiloh heads over to Valley View, and yeah, just uh, be careful, Shiloh. I mean, because they're legit. Well, and you know, I'm sure Valley View's saying the same thing that they they probably watched film of Shiloh dismantling Hot Springs like they did, and they're saying, "Whoa!" So, uh, Class Four A games. So Monticello is at Elkins, Lincoln. The big win at Heber Springs nice there at win. Lamar. And Gravit has to go all the way to Rivercrest. You ever been to Rivercrest, Rick Fires? Absolutely. I covered a lot of games over there. It's just um it's just little right in the the school's just right in the middle of a bean field. And if if you're headed over there, who's playing over there? Gravit? Gravit, yeah. Gravit. All right, Gravit people. Uh, keep driving to the uh, to the Mississippi River, but if you hit water, turn around and come back about three or four miles and you'll be at Rivercrest. <laughs> I covered, went over there and covered Boonville against Rivercrest when they uh, when Rivercrest had Tyrone Henry. Oh, wow. uh, you know, that's the home of Cortez Kennedy, uh, the great Hall of Famer. I mean, Danny Graham, yep. the coach, uh, they got a great history. Rivercrest is just a, a consolidated school, little bitty towns over there, farming towns. So, but you yep. know what? They Wilson, know how to play Wilson, ball. Wilson, Arkansas. Wilson, absolutely. I, I apologize. I think I said Lincoln at Lamar. I meant Lincoln at Ozark. So, that's you know two two more of our local teams playing each other. Yep. Uh, you know the Lincoln Wolves have had a really good year, and it's been fun to kind of document that a little bit. And you know we can't say enough about Elkins. Um, you know they're gonna they're gonna host the the Monticello Billies. Man, how you Not like the Billies? Just the Billies. The Elks going up against the Billy Goats. I know they go Billies, but it's still a Billy Goat to me. The Elks against the Billy Ghost, man. That, how's that for Arkansas high school football? Uh, class 3A. So we, we, we mentioned the Osceola a little bit. That's Rivercrest's big rival over there. Yep. But the Osceola Seminoles uh, are heading to Boonville. And Bismarck is heading to Charleston. And Mansfield travels to Hoxie. And um, off the record, I'll have to tell you a rhyme I heard about Hoxie back in the day. So a lot of these Northeast Arkansas schools like Osceola and Hoxie, man, I've got some some really fun memories of going and covering things over there. Yeah. Um, just some really, really good communities and, um, man, Osceola, they're going to have some speed. Boonville better get, better get ready for that. Uh, Leland, you're going to go to this Bismarck Charleston game. I think you think it's going to be a pretty good one. I think it's going to be a really good one. Uh, I mean, you look at Bismarck, they're a, you know, second seed, but their two losses, um, are to Prescott in non-conference play and Glen Rose in conference play. That's their only two losses. That's two conference champions, uh, one of which is, uh, you know, probably the best team in, in Class 3A. So that's really good now. But Charleston can also say, you know, you look at their three non-conference losses, uh, you know, Elkins. Yep. Um, um, gosh, who else did they lose to in non-conference? Nashville. 
Uh, and in conference right? play uh, was to Boonville. Boonville. Uh, all three of their teams, uh, Ozark. Yeah. All three of the teams that they've, okay. you know, lost to in non-conference play and conference play, they're all still playing. Now, where is Bismarck? I assume it's in southwest Arkansas. You have any idea where uh, it's yes, located? Yes. Towards Arkadelphia down there? It's down in that area. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Well, and then like last week said Mansfield at Hoxie. You know, good to see Mansfield get a win last week at home against Center Point, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so you know, that that's kind of the the wrap on on the games this week. And we just don't have enough guys to beat all these games. I know we'd like to be. So uh be sure and uh pull up your your app for the the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette on um, on Saturday morning and see how these things turned out. Um, we're going to take another little break, and then when we come back, we will jump into the top five of the week. If you're enjoying this podcast, consider a newspaper subscription to the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette or the River Valley Democrat Gazette. We have a special offer for our podcast listeners, so visit nwaonline.com slash podcast23 to get started. You can also click the subscribe button on our websites, nwaonline.com and rivervalleydemocratgazette.com, or call us at 479-684-5509, and be sure to say that you're a podcast listener. Now back to the show. We're back with the Prep Rally Podcast, sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn. Graham Thomas and Rick Fires here. Leland Barclay with us in the River Valley. And we're going to start with the top five of the week. And I'm going to lead us off this week. I'm going to go, go to the, the small schools, the, the class uh, 6A and below, not River Valley. We would like to save those for Leland. Uh, you know, first and foremost, uh, Shiloh Christian, man, I the I did not expect to see what I saw on, on Friday night. I thought it'd be a pretty good ball game with Shiloh and hot Springs. And man, it was 51 to zero at the half. It was 58, nothing, um, in the third quarter. And, you know, hot Springs, you know, got, got a three touchdowns against Shiloh's, you know, second string, uh, defense, but it wasn't close. I mean, Cole Creighton had four touchdown passes in the first quarter. Evan Bacon, the backup quarterback ran for 150 yards and he had a 79 yard touchdown run. Um, you know, they're going to, they're, they're going to be, you know, if anybody might be able to start, stop Parkview, maybe it could be Shiloh. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, the Elkins trio last week, and you're going to have to help me, Rick. I know Deshaun chairs had a big night, five rushing touchdowns. Yep. Then you had Dizzy Dean, 20 of 25 for 205 yards yep. and two more touchdowns. Is it Pookie? That's Poochie? what I the name on the roster is John. <laughs> John. And somehow, uh, they keep, uh, when they send me stats and everything, Pookie. And Pookie? I said, what, what is this, like a third? But he's got another brother. I said, what, is Pookie a third brother? But I guess that's his nickname. Well, if we're saying it wrong, I apologize. But Pookie Townsend had 11 catches for 90 yards. So John I, Towns. You know, yeah, yeah. you know, just a lot. They just kept, yeah. you know, hitting him for whatever they needed. A little short game. Yeah, just and, a little short. Thum, 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 thum. You get 11 catches for 90 yards and two yeah. touchdowns. What so. is that? Uh, stat? What is that, nine yards a catch? Uh, about eight. Eight? Okay. Yeah. Eight and some change. But it uh, moves to chains. You know, I'm I'm looking at the Gravit Lions. They they picked up a nice win. A good win. I mean, they and blew out Stuttgart. I mean, 
You know, it looks like Gravit's kind of, you know, they're kind of peaking right they're now. Kinda, I'm, I'm very surprised um, by that. You, you look at the Lincoln Wolves. I mean, they go over to Heber Springs really, and yeah. win. Yeah. That's a, that's a big deal for those guys. And, you know, they're um, going to, you know, any, another one of those rematches, you know, one of those conference rematches with Ozark this week at Ozark. So now Ozark, uh, um, Ozark handled them pretty well. Maybe it's like 44 to 10, 44 to three. And um, they had some, uh, uh, Lincoln had some guys hurt. They didn't play very well. They was coming off a, a loss that they gave up a late touchdown. And, and Coach um, uh, said it kind of bled in that Ozark game. But I think uh, they'll play much better uh, against Ozark this time around. I'm, I'm sure they will. I agree. It'll be a fight. And uh, last for the, for the top five this week, I'm going to go a little basketball. Just taking a little, little detour here. Um, Shep Newcomb of Ozark Catholic scored 38 points in a win over Kingston last weekend. We saw the, we saw uh, the, the Ozark Catholic boys here at, yeah, at media yeah. day in the Fayetteville offices and really enjoy visiting with those Good guys athletes. and coach Cody Vaught yeah. and uh, 38 points, man. That that's a lot of points in a basketball game. So that does me for the top five Leland. I'm going to kick it over to you for your top five. You know, I'm going to start with Ozark. Of course, the defense, seven turnovers, Kobe Wilbanks, uh, accounted for all five of the touchdowns, three rushing, two passing. Uh, Demetrius Parrish, two interceptions and a touchdown uh, grab that, uh, you know, helped Ozark uh, advance to the second round. And then, of course, uh, you know, we talk about Bryce Perkins a lot, and, you know, we, we know, you know, he's a good quarterback. He's, uh, in fact, the single-season record holder at Van Buren now for touchdown passes thrown. Trenton Cooley, nine catches for 132 yards and two touchdowns on Friday night. Cam Keller, two more touchdown rushing. He's caught, he's rushed for 15 this year. He's rushed for uh, or caught three. So he's a count, you know, he scored 18 touchdowns for Van Buren this year. He and he's just a junior, junior running back. But really, I think Peyton Pashir, the senior, he blocked that punt early. Uh in the in the second quarter that really, or I guess late in the first quarter, they got kind of got Van Buren going. They scored, I think, two plays later, got him going to that big win. He's the one that blocked the extra point. He's the one that blocked the extra point uh, against Russellville in that 28-27 win, which is the reason why that Van Buren is even in the playoffs and uh, and still playing. And then, of course, the duo or the trio, really, uh, Southside, Amari Tucker, Isaac Gregory, Carter Zimmerman, you know, they rushed uh, for 388 yards behind uh, what I think Southside uh, thinks they have the best offensive line in the state. And, uh, you know, they uh, they continue to kind of prove that. The Mansfield duo, Tyler Turnipseed and Daniel Burton, helped the Tigers rush for 362 yards in that 57-22 win over center point. Uh, of course, and then Reese Mariska, six rushing touchdowns on Friday night. 13 touchdowns scored in the last two weeks. And last and definitely not least, Dax Goff. He's over 5,000 career rushing yards. Wow. And uh, Friday night, he rushed for five touchdowns, returned a punt for a touchdown. He's now scored a uh, school record 78 career touchdowns. So he's how, – how long is a mile? I mean, he's pretty, he's, pretty long. <laughs> it's like 1,800 yards. Oh, okay. So he's rushed for almost three miles in his career now, carrying the yep. football. 
Yep, and a lot of those have been carrying uh, opposing uh, tacklers, would-be tacklers. I don't even think I can walk three miles. (laughs) Is it my time? Rick, it's all you, buddy. All right. uh, You know, we talk about uh, impressive numbers we just got through talking about with Dash Golf, statistics. Here's a guy right here, right here in northwest Arkansas that tied a record and that would never be broken. And I'm talking about Jacob Jenkins. (laughs) 99-yard touchdown pass in the first quarter from Dane Williams versus North Little Rock. We thought there was going to be a, um, a pretty close game. Boom, right off the pat, uh, right off the um, real quick right there. I think it was in first quarter. 99-yard, uh, I mean, you backed up your goal line, you throw it out there. Um, uh, Dane Williams hit him in stride, and he just outran everybody. Uh, love to see that play. Rodgers won 44-6 over North Little Rock. Another impressive win by the Rogers uh, Mounties. They got eight wins now after coming off with uh, nine uh, consecutive nine-win seasons. I know they got a, um, a tough challenge going down to Bryant this week, but uh, congratulations to Rogers and Coach Chad Arvison. Just another great year for them. Uh, Bentonville West, um, uh, Northside. They had to fight off Northside. You knew Northside was going to come up here and play well. Bentonville West was coming off its uh, – Lost to uh, Bentonville High, and you know you're going to be in down in the dumps, and you're going to be moping around. But the coach did a good job getting them back up. Zero uh, zero. Everybody else at zero zero playoff time. Nice bounce back win. They're now eight and three on a year, and a good year for the Wolverine. Uh, you're talking about combo D- Dalton uh, Rice, uh, the quarterback, and Jason Brust, uh, quarterback uh, and receiver combo. Uh, they continue to make big plays for the Wolverines. They need some more of them this week. Um, and I got to go back to 7A Central Cabot, um, who's coming up here to play. Who are they playing? Bentonville. Bentonville. Yep. Uh, 42-6 to over Harbor. Uh, Gunner Poe, three interceptions for Cabot. Um, Harbor, they finished 2-9. and nine. Uh, Brent Eckley, you knew it was going to be a challenge. They got a lot of work to do. And um, they got to get back in the weight room and the spring ball and everything. So that's it for Harbor. Um, you know, they won a couple games, but um, uh, you got to uh, build that program up. Still a lot of work to do over there at Harbor. All right. Well, uh, folks, that's going to wrap us up for, for Prep Rally this week. You can listen to Prep Rally at nwaonline.com or wherever you get your podcast. You can also watch it on YouTube. And we'd like to thank our sponsor, West Termite Pest and Lawn. Be sure and check out Prep Rally Live this week, where Rick Fires and I are going to give our predictions on the best games uh, in and out of this area. Uh, and uh, you know, guys, I mean, it's just, it's just, man, I love the playoffs. Playoff I love this time, time of year. So much fun. Get, yeah, get uh, your coat, uh, get you a coat, and get you some hot chocolate, and get out there and support these kids. So. Uh, but that'll do us for this week. For Rick Fires, for Leland Barclay, I'm Graham Thomas. We love you. <laughs>